Doug Tyrrell History and Comment is available on iTunes. Hello, friends. I'm Doug Terrell. This is History and Comment for Tuesday, the 21st day of February, 2023. Congress passes a resolution to establish a U.S. Mint in 1792. This was a preliminary step. Philadelphia was the nation's capital at the time, so the Mint was built there. At the same time, they are debating presidential succession, and on this day, they passed the first bill dealing with that problem. The Constitution left the question to Congress, and it's changed several times since, always with blatant political angles. Major advances in society are often by a new understanding of basic physics. Today, the idea of steam propulsion is nearly lost on society, but in the late 19th and early 20th century, the idea of a boiler and a steam engine was a major source of power. But in 1804, the idea is still rudimentary. The first self-propelled steam locomotive makes its first run in Wales. It will be another three decades before the first remotely practical engines will become widespread. Karl Marx and Friedrich Engels published the Communist Manifesto in 1848. The pamphlet is mostly a criticism of capitalism and the idea that socialism is a more equitable solution which could remove class warfare. The idea still sounds nice, and it certainly has been tried to universal failure. It focuses on class struggle and tries to fix one human shortcoming with another. It fails to recognize that people are universally flawed. Capitalism is superior on the basis at its root is the free exchange of goods and services. Socialism's fatal flaw is it attempts to level the field by force, where the government or the group with the largest club makes the decisions for the whole. No matter how fine that sounds, it will always insert inequalities. The high members of the Soviet Politburo were not living in the same conditions as the average Russian worker, and the whole mess was lubricated with copious amounts of vodka. Life was not the utopia promised. It did not equal out all the classes. Mankind is propelled by the hope that tomorrow will be a bit better. Socialism is founded on the idea that you need to give maximum effort to obtain the average. There are those who are critical of American society today, and how families cannot make it. The simple fact is, very few families today live like the average family in the 1960s. You had a television set with three channels, a newspaper, and maybe a magazine or two. A single wall telephone and a long-distance call was something special. A 20-mile trip was an event. Eating out was a treat. Carpools to work with four or five people in a car were normal events. Houses were smaller, cars fewer. Today, very few families want to live like that. The first telephone directory is issued with 50 listings in 1878. The Washington Monument is dedicated in 1885. It is the tallest structure in Washington, D.C. Alka-Seltzer is introduced in 1931. Speaking of enhancements, it is really just fizz and aspirin. There might be a bit more sodium bicarbonate than the fizz needs, so it would have a hint of an antacid. The first instant camera is demonstrated in 1947. 
The National Association of Stock Car Auto Racing, or NASCAR, is incorporated in 1948. Britain has been on the idea of national ID cards, then moved off in 1952. The idea had been pushed during both world wars, but was resented by the population. This might speak to mindset. The United States and a portion of Europe are the only places that do not have national ID cards. President Nixon visits China in 1972 to normalize relations with the communist and often isolated country. I just want to go down a path here. Hang on and hear me out. I'm going to tie a couple of unrelated points back together. Televangelist Jimmy Swaggart confesses to adultery in 1988, basically killing his national ministry. The issue was threefold. One, do not publicly preach against something, then do it. Two, he had went after another minister for shortcomings, and there was a professional vendetta. Three, don't keep doing it. I want to spend some time on number one, and the others can take care of themselves. There's a Bible quote that a haughty or high spirit precedes a fall. We all need to keep the fact in the front of our minds that to draw a line or take a stand implies that the speaker is at that level or higher. Otherwise, it falls under the concept of a hypocrite. That is a word none of us like, but at least they implied a higher standard. But when you set a rule and break it, it brings nothing but discredit. And once discredited, it's extremely difficult to rebuild. I want to turn a page, but not depart from that thought. Much of society likes to disdain preachers and religion for hypocrisy, but that is not the only realm. There was a YouTube video the other day that came across my feed, and it was clear the author was not pro-cop. Some of his statements were clearly biased. But the footage was dash cam. The scene was in Arkansas, and the officer was stopping one of those little smart cars for a traffic violation. It was daytime, and the driver was trying to be compliant, but expressed reservations. The cop was clearly escalating the event. Then he opens the guy's car door. The driver pulls away from the scene. Bad mistake. Cop pursues and eventually rams the car and wrecks it. Cop wins. Bad criminal. If the facts are as they appear, the cop needs to be fired or finish out his career riding a desk. Now, before everyone gets in a huff, law enforcement officers of all type provide a valuable service to society and are needed. If there is a doubt, the benefits should go to the Leos. But it's a narrow path. For citizens are innocent until proven guilty. I learned in high school government that the system was designed to err on the side of the innocent, that it was better to let ten guilty go rather than punish a single innocent. The cop in the video was not operating on that premise. I will be the first to point out they have a difficult job and one I would not want. The personality that should make an excellent street warrior for justice most likely would not make a good detective. They're two very different personalities. But that brash, bold personality that would make an excellent cop or a Marine has to be self-restrained, just as Reverend Schwaggard should have been. There cannot be two standards. Just as Jimmy Schwaggard brings discredit to religion, a state trooper cruising down the interstate at 90 miles an hour or over-applying his authority discredits the idea of justice for all. 
both have to remain humble and behind the scenes be more self-disciplined in their own actions than they expect from those they are passing judgment on. It's not reasonable that the cop could have a good reason for driving at a high rate of speed, and John Q. Public does not. You cannot justify one and not the other. Quite honestly, the idea of self-discipline should saturate society. And one idea that should be avoided at all cost, the end, no matter how noble, does not justify any means. That's history and comment for the 21st day of February. I'm Doug Terrell. Now go do something worth remembering.